0: Top shelf fantasy. Hey, doing Shelfies? Top shelf fantasy. Dows, Scotty special guest Kyle O'Donnell, only one to beat the uh, beat the TSF crew in the listener league so far. Listen, we we do pretty well in the listener league. I think we won it like two or three years. We've been running Kyle. You really- <laughs> I mean, listen, we're too, we're too fucking good, right? So, listeners, if you're listening, take a peek next year. You can join and try and beat us. Uh, we are Top Shelf Fantasy. You can find us over on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, the TikToks, Top Shelf FNTSY, uh, on, uh, on the old intranets at uh, TopShelfFantasy.com. You can find us there. This podcast, 218, Wednesday, October 5th, heading into week five of the NFL season. And boy, oh boy, this does not look like the 2022 season. I thought we were uh, going to have. So uh, we got some news, some surprises, and some busts to go over. So how you guys doing? Pretty good. Midweek, this I'm
1: is exactly fantastic. what we, the doctor ordered, you know. Get a podcast in before Thursday night football.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, getting pumped. That game's right down the street from me, based out of Denver here. And I just looked at that matchup there, uh, Tom, Scotty, and, and Dow's there. So I uh, think I pulled off a lucky one. Definitely some luck component to fantasy football alongside the statistics. But uh, that was the week Devonta Smith blew up. Josh Allen popped off for usual. And uh, surprisingly, CEH had one of his lowest scoring weeks, but still was in double digits. So,
3: And then you scored 68 points the next week.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then nobody yeah, showed yeah. up. Yeah, I mean, Najee's getting vultured by Kenny Pickett uh, you know, whatever excuses you want to throw out there, James, the whole Jacksonville offense disappeared. Called um,
1: that. that I'd like, I'd like everybody to remember. I called that on all of my, uh, start sets. Did you not play anybody against Philly? Philly's so good.
0: Philly looks legit. Philly looks good. And, uh, I know we have like a bunch of stuff that we're going to talk about different news and I'm sure we're going to go down a bunch of different avenues. So, um, we can, let's start to jump into the news and then we can kind of start going down that way and going off on our tangents there. So, I think first piece of news, um, you know, we're in new England. We're selfish. Mac Jones is practicing again. Um, it, it says he's pushing the play for Sunday versus Detroit. And I was, I was texting the group chat and I was like, dude, the way Mac Jones looked when he was coming off the field and the reports were getting, he, he's either a massive pussy or somebody's lying. Right. I mean, that dude looked like a five-year-old got kicked in the face with a soccer ball. Like it, <laughs> I, I'm watching. and I'm like, dude, that he broke his ankle. Like, he, nobody, nobody cries that hard if they didn't break their ankle. So, I don't know what you guys feel about that. I mean, huge upgrade for the pass catchers, but we'll see. We'll see. I don't know that. Yeah,
3: is. I, I don't think he plays Sunday. They're playing Detroit. I know Detroit's been putting up points, but their defense has sucked too. So it's like, if there's a game for him to miss, and I know he's in practice now. He looks better than last week, but last week he was on one foot. So anything's better than. You know the previous week, but I heard he's still like very limping when he walks. Like, if you have Hutchinson coming after you and he, and you can't be mobile like at all, you're fucked. Like, he's done for the year. I I think he should just sit down again.
1: Right. The worst thing that can happen is that he plays too soon and reaggravates it, and then we don't see him again for the rest of the season. But for me, <clears throat> with Hoyer probably out with that concussion that he sustained in the previous game. It might be one of those situations where Zappy is our quarterback and Mac is dressed on the sideline as the emergency backup, uh, just to have a warm body out there. And, and if it does boil down to it, he's turning and handing the ball off. But if that's the case, yeah, I mean, you're certainly not starting him. Like I wouldn't start him even if he's a full go, Don't you know, active, no. supposed to be the starter. It's just too risky. And it, I mean, doesn't really matter because he's not putting up startable quarterback numbers, anyways. But for the pass catchers, like Tom mentioned. Devontae Parker finally got in a rhythm with him. So if Mac's out, I consider playing Parker again. If or sorry, if if Mac does play, Um, Kendrick Bourne's a non-factor. He's really screwing me on my on my sleeper of the year. Uh, Very very upset about that. I really can't (laughs) get over it. The tight ends suck. Uh, It's Matt Patricia. There's there's, there's just there's not a lot of startable players for startable pass catchers in New England, anyways. So even though they take a hit, it's not like it really matters. And we saw last week, even without Mac both running backs got it done against Green Bay. So uh, nothing really changes. Play the running backs, sit the pass catchers. Don't play the Bailey Zappi unless you're an idiot. That's
2: it. 100%. I think uh, for me, it was funny to Tom's point. I mean, him coming off the field with that extreme pain on his his face, having to be carried by two of his teammates or trainers, or I quite can't remember who it was specifically, but I thought it was going to be another Jordan meme. You know, the hope is that Mac Jones balls out, a little bit more mature into his career and wins a couple of ships, and then we'll we'll have a, a Jordan meme in the making with with his uh, pained face. But yeah, I mean, I just agree with everything you guys said. The running backs are definitely the ones to own here in New England for the foreseeable future, and even probably after Mac returns. Um, I know Sky loves to get into snap shares there between Harris and Ramondre, but uh, yeah, pretty much. Johnny Smith leaving too. I mean, I wonder if that's going to have any real effect. Yeah, it's week um, to
3: week.
1: He's labeled doubtful too on most of the apps here, so he ain't
3: playing. <laughs> Not that it matters because, like, the tight ends have been so bad. Like, I'm a Hunter Penner guy, and it's like, at, at least if Hunter Pender is doing completely dog shit, give me Johnny Smith doing something. Neither one is doing anything. We're paying him, I don't know, 20 a million, combined bucks 30 million, 30 million. Yeah, yes. sorry, yeah, that's just crazy. But, um, on to Lions news. Amon Ra, DJ Chark, Josh Reynolds all missed practice. I'll put in DeAndre Swift as well. It's still missed practice. Um, and then Dows T- that the you put here James Jameson Williams, um, no timetable to return. But he can come off IR. The 21 day window starts today, right? Yep. Yeah, as of
1: today, he's eligible to return. But Dan Campbell's saying not until after the buy, which so far, Dan Campbell's proven to be one of the coaches you can trust. He said DeAndre Swift is going to be out until after the bye, and DeAndre Swift looks like he's going to be out until after the bye. So, for the time being, I'm taking him at his word. Uh, Jameson Williams is a guy I would stash if I were um, a fantasy football player, which which I am, and I am stashing him in any league I have an IR spot, uh, just because he's such an elite talent in this offense that seems to have putting it all together. Uh, top, not top scoring. I don't. Know. Are they the top scoring offense? They're definitely up there. Yes, they are. Um, and okay. scoring offense yeah. In the Yeah, it's just right it's so hard for my brain to compute the Lions doing anything good, but um, that's just somebody that you can snag, probably not owned in your leagues, and he's a free pickup. So, do it early if you if you have an IR slot. I'm not going to waste an inactive bench spot on him, but something to think about.
2: Yeah, I mean Josh Reynolds for me has it's, it's been pretty interesting. I know his bond goes back with Jared Goff to his LA days. Um, so in the two weeks that you know Amon Ra has been hobbled or come out he's he's kind of blown up to some extent has been a nice fill in uh kind of curious to see how that evolves if i'm on ross sits this week and chart comes back i think charts a little bit closer from what the injury reports are saying uh does he still retain that target share as as Goff's kind of trusted downfield asset um hawkinson blew up sure we'll dive into that so um we'll see and it's in new england historically we all know being from new england uh billy b always got that defensive plan for the most part to stymie offenses especially hot ones too so just interested to see how it all kind of works out
0: yeah well and you gotta remember too like you know in the in the uh rams path super bowl Goff didn't even throw a touchdown right so it could be interesting to see how that plays out now to to Goff's credit he he played fantastic last week without all these weapons right so you know, I think Goff. You have to start Goff regardless of what uh, what receivers are out there. Like to be completely honest, I think he's a starter in in one quarterback leagues for the most part. Um, you know, the the receivers. It is what it is. Amon Ra. He's been banged up for a while. DJ Shark. Whatever. But um, dude, the running backs. Jamal Williams and and DeAndre so DeAndre, Deandre Swift doesn't have to come back, right? No. Like, why why <laughs> would they rush him back? Uh, Jamal Williams is doing great. And, like, dude, the hard knocks with Jamal Williams. If you don't love the man, you have no soul. You have you have no no feelings whatsoever. I, I think it's a great story. So you have to fire him up to play uh, this week as well, I think. Um, we're talking, did you want to say something about the Lions there, Dows? No?
1: No, no, no. We're going to get into them later anyway, okay. so I'll just keep, right. keep it rolling along. Keep um, it going. Uh, to the yeah, biggest – biggest injury of the week really um javante williams tears his acl and lcl they're talking about some pcl damage as well i was reading some reports on that i'm not sure if those were confirmed or not but either way he's done for the year he's probably on that jk dobbins return timetable where he's going to flirt with the beginning of next year and maybe yes maybe no i know dobbins had some infection setbacks and whatnot so that could have played a role too but something to monitor if you're in a dynasty league you're obviously holding them forever but Um, For redraft leagues, you're instantly talking about who's the backup and Melvin Gordon hasn't looked good. He's fumbled the ball away quite a bit this year. Um, So now you're talking about Mike Boone and then the recently signed and stolen uh, Latavius Murray. So uh, big, big question mark there for how that's going to shake out. But for me, I think we just had waivers run last night and you saw, I think it was Red Dog League, one of the leagues and you were like, oh, Corey with the, the high bids here. I was like, yeah, I, I wanted to buy Bronco running backs. I wanted to buy them all, and I wanted to make sure I had both of them because I don't know who's going to end up with the ball there.
3: what you yeah. bid on? Uh, 40 both?
1: for Boone. 40 or 30 for Boone and 20 for uh, Lat, something like that. I had like 76 laying around. I was like, you know. Just laying around. I can't take it with you.
0: Um, yeah, so I, I heard a stat that Melvin Gordon's fumbled uh, in five of the last Broncos games. So dating back to 2021, Melvin Gordon. That brand.
3: is, and even the fumble last week was like, he gave it to the fucking defender. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like he, he, so he has two lost fumbles on the year, but he's fumbled it four times. So he's putting on, he's barber He's putting on the ground. Like that's still a uh, red flag. Like he's probably the most, he's definitely the best runner there with Javante out, but this is a team that has to win these games now. And they're not going to win the, Games when he's freaking turning the ball over every other week.
0: Yeah. And, and and just real quick, like on the on the fumbling and not a lot, it might not be minus two points in your fantasy uh score. Coaches see that and they go, Oh, you are risking my offense on continuing to drive, right? Those are four mistakes to an offensive coach that you made. You're lucky that they didn't get turned over, right? And they go to the other hand. But you you gave the defense an opportunity to make a play. NFL coaches realize that. And you see the next day the Denver Broncos sign Lat Murray. Like, it is clear as day. I don't think they're comfortable with that RB room the way it looks with just Gordon and Boone. And I want to throw that out there because it's not specific to Denver. It's specific to everybody, right? Like – if you're deep into fantasy football, you need to look at how many times did they put the ball on the ground? Not how many times did they put it on the ground and lose it to get you the negative two, just cause you didn't get negative two. doesn't mean it's not, it's not a bad thing. Right? Yeah.
1: And Nathaniel Hackett is in not in the hot seat. It's his first year, but he wants to put an <laughs> offense together. And like you said, that you're interrupting my drives with your nonsense and, and whether they recovered it or not, a loose ball is a momentum swing in the favor of the defense.
2: Yeah, but Dallas. Wow. To your point too, and again, like living in the area, it's been interesting. Whenever I'm bopping around, uh, Denver got the radio, sports radio on, and it's all former NFL players here and there. Brandon Stokley's one of the throwback name. There's one of the uh, hosts and whatnot, and um, you know they're they're in and out of the Broncos' training rooms, interviewing the players, Hackett, coaches, and I can tell you from what they're professing on the radio to the whole city right now is that Gordon is on a short leash, um, I mean, especially with Hackett coming in. And you got you to gotta think about, too, Russ's first year. I mean, he just got a massive extension, so he's here for a good while. But what are the implications of turning the ball over to Tom's point, right? I mean, for a coach, that's never going to make you happy. Um, and Gordon's interesting, too. They've been referring to a lot of preseason interviews as well as in-season interviews where Melvin Gordon has come out and admitted at his own detriment. Um, yeah, I'm overthinking it when I'm in a competition timeshare like I am with Javante, where I essentially had the starting role when Javante got drafted and he kind of, they were in a 50-50 timeshare, but like the sentiment of the city shifted to loving De- Javante versus a Melvin Gordon, you know, it's, it's in his brain. And he's openly admitted that on sports radio and during interviews. So, I don't know. I'm I'm all about Lat Murray. I've been a Lat Murray owner since like pretty much day one. 2012. Since, <laughs> yeah, since the fantasy football. I mean, so just for old. numbers' sake, he's four years removed from being top thirty running back, relevant, and only six years removed from being a top twenty running back. Um, when he has played in Baltimore, his brief showing this past weekend for the Saints, he's produced. So I'm I got him in uh, in one of my dynasty leagues. In one of my redraft leagues and I'm kind of hoping that that he's able to show his stuff and that he's still got some gas although he is 32 years old and stereotypically for a running back that's not the best thing because you got a lot of mileage on you and uh you know young guys get injured so we'll see how his body holds up but it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out especially tomorrow night
3: this is an old backfield Gordon lat Boone's Boone's probably pretty old
2: no, I think like, uh, I mean, no, probably 26. pretty young. All
3: right, all right. So, oh, all right. Like
2: 20, so yeah, 27. But
3: Lat and and Melvin. And I thought the Lat being stolen from the Saints is kind of funny. I'm like, did they actually put him back in the practice squad the, the day after he freaking dominated? They, we, they like, screwed that up that bad. <laughs>
0: like they, why wouldn't you have put like Ingram on the practice? Who
3: who who also has two lost fumbles on the season? Like he got pretty much like taken over because of that. But going back to your top point, Tom, real quick, the OCR coach he sees the fumbles Russell Wilson seeing those fumbles he's gonna be more pissed than the coach he's probably has m- more say than Hacka does too. be like hey I want this guy on the field over Gordon this is like mm, this is my team
1: yeah if you and if Hackett's like, yeah, sure. worried about checking oh God, the ball down do it. like oh I'd love to use my safety valve to the running back oh great he fumbled it again it's like all right well then I guess I won't do that and I'll just whip it downfield and then Russ Wilson throws a pick and he's like that's because I'm too scared to check it down this idiot stinks
0: Throwing a courtland setting
1: I
2: mean, they do have Albert O, who's just been invisible in that offense, and everybody, <laughs> yep. you know, preseason yeah. thought he'd be a top, top ten, top twelve tight end with upside, um, and yet they've used him zero amounts. If, if you're looking for checkdowns, maybe take a take a page out of the Rams playbook with Tyler Higby and, and create some tight end screens H-B. and get that confidence going. But I don't know. It's been an interesting team to watch and just get the feel of with the city here too. There was a lot of optimism and I think it quickly dissipated, but uh, you know, one and three will do that to you.
0: Yeah. Well, and when you're watching time tick away and tick away and tick away and not call a timeout, everybody's screaming, that's not going to help. But uh, on the other side of the ball on that Thursday night game, Jonathan Taylor's not going to be there. Uh, which is massive, right? He's been a, a tremendous disappointment for many, many people. Uh, week one looked promising and then nothing happened, but he's out. He's got an ankle injury. Um, a short week, it's kind of not surprising that he's out, to be completely honest. I mean, I know they were kind of optimistic about him potentially getting out there, uh, but it looks like it's going to be Naheem Hines and Deion Jackson uh, and likely Philip Lindsay, who I believe Philip Lindsay's on their practice squad and they'll call him up. Um, you know, I'm going to throw this out there right now. I don't know if anybody else has done this. I watched Deion Jackson preseason highlights. I watched his highlights from last year. This dude didn't run more than four yards on the ground. Like I would not auto pivot to Deion Jackson. Um, I think Heinz is a better play because I think Hines. you know, he's, he's going to do his best, you know, eight yard uh 25 or eight carry 25 yard week uh game but he should be more involved in the pass field in in the in the passing game because he has to be on the field right like Jonathan Taylor's not going to be there to be running the routes Naheem Hines will be there running the routes, so I think Hines is a good play there but yeah I I mean I know Dows you probably have a different take on it because we kind of were spitting back and forth on Deion Jackson but
1: yeah Deion Jackson is 23 years old six feet tall, 218 pounds and runs a 4-3-2. I'll put him on the field if he's got a full-time role. I don't know that he has a full-time role, but somebody needs to do something on a short week with a limited game plan install on a Thursday night game. However, they played Denver, which sucks for anybody that's gonna draw that stick. So um, I don't think he has huge upside. I think if you're hurting for a running back, you could probably do worse. If you drafted JT, you thought you were set at running back, you then drafted wide receivers and JT's your one and your, your two is like Cordell Patterson, who's now also hurt. And (laughs) you're like, Oh, great. What am I going to do? I I think you could do worse than Dion Jackson this week. I think he's probably a 10 point upside with a zero floor, but he probably lands in that six to eight range. And I think you can win a game with six to eight, though you probably won't. So (laughs) those are your options. I
2: mean, what about that offensive line though? Like, That's my question. It's not necessarily even the running backs. Obviously JT the elite talent was probably the consensus number one in his average draft position in the beginning of the year and hasn't held up to that. But, you know, the talent is immense and it's there, that offensive line has looked abysmal and Matt Ryan's ability to command that offense has been a deep struggle. I mean, I know uh, myself and Scotty have some shares of Naheem Hines in, in some of our co-managed leagues and, Uh, you know, I urged, I urged him to, uh, to, to let us slot slot Naheem in there over. I believe it was Zeke Elliott. One of the weeks,
3: it didn't Uh, matter. It was like five and four points
2: (laughs) My God, though, but it was just rough. I mean, even, even without Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce playing the wide receiver one and two for Indy two weeks ago, um, I mean, all, all reports were that Naheem Hines was going to have to be involved and and get a large target share. And I think he saw like six targets and only caught five of them for 20 yards or 23 yards or something. I I just don't know what's going on with that offense because back in the day, we were kind of talking and spitballing around that. You know, Matt Ryan used to love to use his running backs in like Devonta Freeman and Tevin Coleman checking down to them and letting them do the work and boost his QBR. But I've seen zero of that this season thus far. And I don't know if it's still trying to get involved in that offense and some jitters or if he's just preoccupied some other way. But they got to get Hines involved to to stay alive in this game, because if Russ starts to feel it uh, and he showed some glimpses of that last week, I think Indy's in for a rough time a mile high.
1: Yeah. And, and Jonathan Taylor. Great. Like you said, consensus RB one in, in most leagues. First two games is averaging five and a half ish yards a carry. Last two games, he's sub three. So is it offensive line? Is it game plan? I don't know. I don't watch enough in Indianapolis football to tell you, but they went from last year and previous years, even before JT being a dominant O-line, like every single season, they were just very solid. Quinton Nelson was leading that charge. He was getting, he, we were seeing highlights of him as an offensive lineman, which is pretty rare. And this year, it seems like that has been turned on its head. You know, Matt Ryan's under pressure. Matt Ryan's being hurried. He's being hit up. Well, not necessarily sacked, but he's being hit pretty regularly. And if, if he's unsettled or or whatever the issue is, I'm not sure. But the running game's not getting going. The play action game's not getting going. We know Frank Reich loves to run play action. We're not seeing a lot of that. Is that a lack of mobility out of Matt Ryan? I don't know. I don't know. But the offense is in trouble.
0: Yeah. And I just want to real quick add to this. I think, I honestly think it's Matt Ryan. Like I think Matt Ryan's inability to push the ball down the field is allowing teams to just stack boxes. And that's, that's why that offensive line looks crappy. I mean, if you go, I know people hate Carson Wentz, but Carson Wentz can make plays, right? They might be sloppy and they might be ugly, but he can make plays. Well, he takes chances,
3: which are what you need right. in that offense.
0: And Matt Ryan doesn't. So when a defense knows you have a quarterback who's just trying to manage a game and not not try and make a play, right, and not try and win your game, it's easier to defend, right? And I, and I was a huge proponent of Naheem Hines too, Kyle. Um, but he's not getting targets, but he's running routes, right? And in order to get a target, you got to run a route. So that's that's kind of, I think, the thought process there um but yeah i don't know it, it it's 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 a black cloud over indy right now um i know does you mentioned too, like Quarterell Pat- patterson he heads to ir so he's out for four weeks and this is another one i think we have some other news pieces we can kind of fly through but i think we got to spend some time on this because uh caleb huntley and tyler Azir, huge waiver pickups for a lot of people now now what are you doing right so Now they're looking to potentially split the carries. It sounds like, um, who's it, Damian Williams? Or, uh, yeah, Yeah, Damian Williams. uh, I always get him and Darrell Williams mixed up. Damian Williams could be back by week six. So now you potentially, in two (coughs) weeks, in one week after this week, could have three healthy running backs in the backfield that are not Corderell Patterson, and you have to make a decision on who is it going to be I don't know. I just don't know how you play this game. Like, and if you picked up Huntley and Algier, do you play him, right? Like, I think that's the right. question we have to answer.
3: They, and play, the Bucks. Do even play? they yeah. play the Bucs. They play the Bucks. also. They play one of the hardest teams you can do it. And like I said before in our Slack channel, it could be a one-week yeah. play if if you pick the right guy. But if you pick the right guy, that guy is going to go 10 for 35 and hopefully you score. And then w- week six, Damien's back. And it's like, all right, now what do I do?
1: Right, and that was the logic that informed my overspend, in quotes, if you will, on the Bronco offense. Like That's a year-long redraft play. I can get on board with spending up for that. I can't get on board and redraft spending up for a four-week play. If you're in Dynasty and these guys are out there, I'd I'd spend a good amount to grab Huntley, Algier. Those are fine picks. They're young guys, good stashes. But a four-week max play until Cordell's back and a one-and-a-half, two-week play until Damian Williams is back and is the more talented, more polished NFL running back at this point in all three of their careers. I think Damian Williams is on the field. So you saw last week, uh, Cordell goes down and then Algier and Huntley split carries 10, 10, but Algier kind of surprisingly got more of the receiving work and, and, and did some damage there. So if they're seeing that and saying, okay, we'll put him on the field and passing downs. Great. Then that means that Huntley's not out there, which that used to be a, a strong component of Huntley's game. So if he's lost that already, man, I, I, I this back and forth in my, in my mind over and over and over again, to the point that I decided I'm not bidding on Falcons running backs and to add in Scott's point, they're playing Tampa Bay. So this week's not going to be fun.
2: Yeah, for sure. I took Algier in uh, in our dynasty league, I thought I got, I think I got a pretty good deal on him. Got him late. I think in the third round, Although I think I got him right after Scotty took Damian Pierce. No idea how he Uh, felt. So uh, probably didn't win out on that. But um, yeah, I'm a big Algier fan. I mean, he was a stud at BYU when you go watch his college tape. Um, He's obviously, you know, extremely fast, quick, and stocky. A shorter guy, but uh, definitely has got the muscle to drive the pile. Saw that on one of his effective runs um i think to Dow's point during the game against the browns this past weekend where he drug a defender probably seven eight yards um you know again to Dow's point they each got 10 carries both huntley and algier and um algier had the you know 8.4 yards a carry uh versus huntley's 5.6 both of those are gonna definitely fly in the nfl but it's only a small sample size so um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see Algier probably get the first crack. I think that's the consensus, but Huntley will be heavily involved. And then, yeah, it's a it's a toss-up because Damian Williams came on strong at the end of the preseason before he got injured. So to see how that all shakes out over the next, you know, three to four weeks until Patterson's back will be very interesting. But I concur with, you know, all you guys as far as get as many shares as you can. where affordable with Algier and Huntley and see how it shakes out. If you can spare it on your bench, probably not practical, but there's been a lot of injuries across the league as we've already discussed and we'll continue to discuss. So why not take a shot? You know, you've got that fab money. It's not going to last till the end of the season. It's not going to do you any good to burn a hole in your, in your uh, theoretical fantasy pocket. It's my take on that.
3: I was talking to uh, our buddy Dickie about this. Cause like we're in a league together too like, All right, Who do you bid on in dynasty? Who do you bid on in redraft? How much do we do it in each one? And all these guys, you know, Boone, Lat, Deion Jackson, Huntley, Algier. And I'm like, this is one of those weeks in fantasy where you bid up big and get the guy. And you're like, fuck, I wish I didn't get him. I feel like it's it, it's kind of like this. Like, did I bid on Algier and we can get him? Yes, I did. Am I going to play him? I'm like, damn it. I'm probably not going to. Why would I waste 25 bucks? Yeah. I Ty Johnson all over again. Yep, exactly.
0: Hey. If it if it makes you feel any better, you know who else went to BYU? Jamal fucking Williams. That's okay. true.
2: Jamal Williams, Tyler Algier. How you doing? You know, They're pretty much brothers. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make me feel any better because I I took Swift in a couple leagues. It <laughs> turned out that all of my redraft and our best ball league, I ended up middle of the pack, pick seven, eight, nine, respectively in those leagues, and Swift was was there and available and. That's what I went with, and I can say, probably speak for most Swift owners, that Jamal Williams—if you didn't give him as a handcuff—is just the biggest thorn in your side at this point because he's just vulturing, even when Swift was healthy, vulturing two TDs, um, you know, and and just—and he still looks good. I mean, I think he's a 30-year-old running back. He's he's been in the league a while between Green Bay and
3: he's probably 27.
2: Is he really? I thought he was a little he, bit older. He came in we with. We got some more on Jamal Williams to split. Yeah, yeah, man. I, Twenty-seven. I, I yeah. Him. I respect the hell out of him. I hate him from a fantasy perspective as a <laughs> owner, uh, and that's just kind of how it is. It, it seems to be like uh, the old New Orleans kind of scenario when like Ingram got drafted into the league, and I cannot remember the running back. But Pierre, Thomas? It, a, oh, Pierre well, Thomas. it was that. Oh, Pierre Thomas.
0: Was it Pierre? No, it was Tim
2: Hightower. Tim Hightower, there's another... Well, Tim
3: Hightower guy. was there for a bit, like a year. It was Pierre Hightower Thomas. Hightower cost
2: was... me a fucking championship. So I think bad. I had him that <laughs> year. And, and grabbing, you know, <laughs> one, two, you know, one, two TDs, vultured a game, and, um, you know, as an aside, I'm sure we'll get into it too, but that, that's what also pissed me off being a, a Najee owner. I know Scotty's a Najee owner in some of the Dynasty Leagues too, but uh, Kenny Pickett came in and vultured two TDs immediately. <laughs> and he threw three picks, and they're, like, already crowning this dude king of Pittsburgh, and I'm like... <laughs>
3: Pittsburgh. I don't know. Oh still lost the game. That's not bad.
2: Ticket turned the ball over three times. Like, let's pump the brakes, but
3: yeah. All right. Going on.
0: Yeah, so we got some more news. I'm gonna fly through a handful of these. Yep. Uh there. So Dave Montgomery's still not practicing. I don't think that surprises anybody. And I think it's clear as day that Khalil Herbert's the the handcuff. Um my boy. Brian Robinson practiced today. Cannot fucking wait to watch him take uh, Antonio Gibson. I hope he uh, plays this
3: week so thing. bad.
0: So, so, and, and yeah, and I'll just pause here real quick. They designated him to return. So now they have 21 days where they can actually activate him to the roster. So he may not actually play this week, but I would love it.
3: Everything that says like he's practicing, he's look good. Like it's not like yeah. he's like, has like a limp or we, like he's on the sideline.
0: Shot in the leg. Like,
3: yeah.
2: And the buttocks.
0: They got shot and, in the butt. The butt. As well. yeah, who needs any of that? Um, Cole Beasley retired, so uh, nobody gives a shit. Um, Dude, but it kind of was hysterical. The
3: second person to leave Tom Brady this week. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you know
0: why he's leaving? Did you see he wants to focus on his family? He wants to spend more time with family. <laughs> you know who his family is? I hope to God it's Giselle. I hope he's after Giselle. The second, so Tom Brady's getting oh, that's awesome.
1: No imagine if Giselle shit. downgraded from fucking Tom Brady <laughs> to Cole Beasley's missing his front tooth having ass. I mean,
0: it's Cole so- Beasley okay. would be the perfect like revenge fuck for Giselle because oh, yeah. Cole Could Beasley
2: you- is the opposite of everything Tom Brady. Yep. <laughs> How about I mean, uh, if you look at Antonio Brown's social media, oh, you would think geez, it's gonna be him yeah. because he's he's posting some pretty racy stuff with Giselle up there and and pulling his dick out. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, no change here. there. He needs what help. What is going on, dude?
3: And uh, Blake Bortles also retired today. Yeah, yeah, legendary Bortles. Yeah, Blake Bortles. It's what a legend. Dude. It's funny like Cole Beasley is like, hey, I'm gonna sign a deal, get on a team, two weeks. Yeah, I'm gonna call it quits. Will Fuller's like. What the fuck? Can some team <laughs> call me? I won't retire the day the week after. Oh my God. Will Fuller's
1: like, I'm 28 years old. Cole Beasley <laughs> is 49. Give me a job.
2: Yeah, but yeah. Will Fuller like pulled his hamstring getting out of bed this morning. So that's the way it goes. Yeah, I mean... Will
1: Fuller fractured his finger from counting the $13 I'm paying him a year in Dynasty. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Come back sitting on my bench. Plus I dropped shit.
2: him. I had him in Dynasty. I did drop him, but it wasn't. If I had him either. in
1: like a regular Dynasty, I would drop him. But I still owe him thirteen bucks. Your sake, <laughs> I need him. I need him on any team. But I did put in Brady getting divorced. Just as it's a bit of a distraction. I mean, these guys are professional athletes. Tom Brady is probably as laser focused as anybody, and can can compartmentalize this kind of shit. But getting divorced is like a big goddamn deal, especially when you're talking about these guys with hundreds of million dollars that they're probably on the line. Not so, for
3: Brady though. you see that thing of him and him and Gronk fucking balled out last Sunday sure they lost but you watch him play that guy balled out and that was a day of probably like he had to hire his lawyers was that day yeah well I I saw the thing of
1: him and uh him and Gronk were sitting there laughing with each other in an interview and somebody was like when Brady and his divorce attorney find out that Giselle makes way more money than him he's just (laughs) like yucking it up it's like so friggin' true too so he's sitting pretty but uh, just something to think about i was like if he comes out and has a bum week that's all we're gonna hear on sports mm-hmm. radio like is Giselle gonna be a distraction for the rest of the season they play
3: the they play the falcons like let's yeah. hope if they if they lose against the Falcons yes that deserves to be talked about yeah hey divisional
1: opponent anything could happen um moving on to other Nfc South teams all of the saints are dead the saints are not marching in they got no feet they got no backs um Jameis is out again today. That's, I think, the big one, because even if some of these other guys go, uh, Michael Thomas, Kamara, that just brings the whole offense down. We saw Andy Dalton, Taysom Hill, not effective, not helping anybody else do anything interesting. Uh, Kamara did practice, but he practiced all last week. So I'm not putting much faith in Kamara until he's on the field again. And then Michael Thomas, we were told it was a non-issue, and then he's a scratch on Saturday. It was, I, should, I said surprise scratch, but it was like Saturday night. so
0: Yeah, but his injury – what was he out for? Right. A the foot. foot.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean yeah. that's a that's a problem. Right. But but it's not it's not his uh foot that kept him out for the past two years. They they made sure to to specify oh. that. So Oh, it is design, the other
3: one? Oh, so
1: not both. I believe yeah. them this that's much. Both. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I Just was doing a zero because this is a podcast. You can't see it. I'm doing a zero. Well, and everybody.
2: so and so I get a little bit of a I get a little bit of an opportunity here to respond, although Deke isn't on this, uh Derek Creighton's not on this podcast for this one. But uh, you know, in, in, in the TSAF listener league, which would highly recommend everyone participate in it be a shot in the years to come. Uh I waited and went running back heavy. So everybody else did kind of no RB and I did four RBs in the first four picks. Um and that left me with my top wide receiver being Michael Thomas. And so it worked out for the first two weeks. And now I'm just kicking myself. Uh DJ Chark's in there too. Like had high higher upside, but his floor is atrocious. And you, you took the
3: the riskiest or like <laughs> I didn't mind the I didn't didn't mind the you know the process, but the, every time like MT. He put like.
2: I mean Michael <laughs> being on IR. I mean, hey, it, it, it was all Was upside Kevin White not available. Like...
3: <laughs> no, we took him.
2: No, I mean, I really um, like the way that that your guys' uh, draft and it turned out it was balanced, but just figured I could try and mix it up because we all been through so many drafts and uh I mean we'll still see. There's still time. Uh like Najee and, and Aaron Jones. Uh ETN was a reach, not knowing that James Robinson was gonna come back and be the true RB one. I really had a lot of hope that. Uh, they'd be in a lot more passing positions, but uh, Jacksonville, up until this last week, has looked highly competent. Um, and that hey, offense. Let's pretty-
3: save that. We got some J. Some uh, J. Robinson talking a little bit.
2: Oofta, yeah.
3: <laughs> but All right, t- we got uh, it up.
2: Landry, i of yeah. note too. Landry did uh, practice in a limited fashion today, so I'd imagine he's back for this next week, and maybe that helps out. Um, yeah. You know, if James can't go, maybe that helps out the Red Rocket, but. I don't know. The
3: Red Rocket.
2: <laughs> uh
0: Keenan Allen's still out with his hammy, so oh, uh, I, I would expect him <laughs> not to play this week. Um I don't think Keenan Allen's playing until Keenan Allen gets a full weekend. Uh Kyle Pitts And that's is the hurt. problem
1: because he just flared it up again. So you're like, you're bad, you're coming back, and then you get hurt again. It's week five. It, it was four weeks to get
3: hurt again. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, well, not good. It's, Dr. It's Hammies.
0: Yeah.
1: Kyle Kyle Pitts. Pitts Kyle Pitts
0: uh, as a Hammy. He probably Kyle Pitts is hammy. faking a hammy, me because no. he sucks. <laughs> yeah, Daz Daz froze up. Daz is freezing up. But yeah, I think everyone time like gets
3: angry, the the, the comps nope. like, "Yeah, Dows, I'm cutting you off." It's, it's a it. censorship. It's yep. the censorship
0: of Zoom. Um, so yeah, I, I, didn't I don't even know. It, swear. It, it was, they was said a... Kyle
1: Pitts is faking a hamstring injury because he sucks.
0: Uh Rashad Bateman did not practice with a foot injury. So that'll be interesting to see what happens. He's had two really bad weeks back to back though. So um <laughs> uh so we'll keep a we'll keep it in I
3: Take the back. other one.
0: Uh get what? Yeah, I just, read, like I just the read the one? last one. Yeah, you want to you can yeah, shit uh, on you if you want.
3: Kenny Galladay's is not traveling with the team. Uh knee slash sucks. <laughs> and they're going they're going to London. So Sterling Shepard goes down. Tony's out. Wendell Robinson's out. R- Richard James is just you know Richard James. Galladay has w- one more shot. Gets gets hurt. But I saw him play. <laughs> like he is. He gets no separation. The guy. Uh, I mean, it just it, sucks it,
0: because the injury that he had. Like, if Kenny Galladay doesn't have a speed, Kenny Galladay is not good. You know what I mean? Right, well, yeah, and yeah, yeah. But your speed's affected because you're hit, So like, it's, it's
3: crazy sucks. too because you. Remember last year when the Giants had an in for like a week long tryout, and they still gave him all that money. Yep. So they saw right. everything the guy could do. Like, no, there's still a role for him in this team. <laughs> oh, fantastic, That's but again, with
2: yeah, hey, he's he's an interesting guy too. I because I I listened to some of the prior podcasts, and you guys have obviously kind of discussed him at length. But is it the question comes back like? Did Matt Stafford make him what he is? Like, did Stafford throw him open a lot of the time? Is Stafford just that elite now? He's got a ring, or you know, did Galladay just lose it all after his injury that he couldn't come back from it? It's it's real interesting. It's a little bit both. Like as an aside, I mean, maybe he'll uh, he'll do opposite to what like the Russian hockey players did back in the day when they came over for a tryout in the U.S. and just that was that was their uh, defection essentially. Maybe he's just defecting to London at this point. He'll just stay there after the game. He's not Maybe traveling. And, uh, <laughs> he's that guys, bad. He can't
3: travel. There's, there's going, no, bro- there's no, exactly 400 bucks in that, yeah. on that plane ticket. You kidding not Yeah. Yeah. You don't get it. Can you me? don't get that. Um,
0: yeah. All right. Do we want to do the NFL headaches or do we want to jump to their early season surprises? Well,
3: I think one of the biggest things, you can skip the Bobby Wagner thing, uh, guys suing him. It's, it was, if you didn't see it go on Twitter, Um, yeah. just laid there the guy yeah, the, the fuck out. But I think Tua being silent, I to kind of talk about for a, a bit. I know everyone saw the play. He went limp. His hands were just flaring around his fingers. We talked about it in the pod the week before the, the whole time. Like, hey, this, this guy shouldn't be playing this week. LOL. Like, but for, for real, this guy shouldn't be playing. He's con- concussed. And he, had, he he only had a neck injury, though. Or what, a knee injury? Back. They, they back. did everything back. but back injury. Okay. Yeah. And then he, he he gets hit. And it didn't even get hit that hard. He, he rocked his before. head pretty
1: hard. Right. But
3: yeah. but if you weren't concussed before you wouldn't be doing that. Like he got hit like a like he get yeah. hit and he would be getting up and he go to the sideline and get, you know, concussion protocols. He got hit and he he already had those symptoms. You're like
1: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, his I, body his body well, shut off. I mean, it, it was a straight light switch.
0: Yeah, well and I think I think it was um that was a Thursday night game, right, where he, where he got hit like that and he got hit on Sunday with the Buffalo game. So, like what Scotty's saying is that Buffalo injury never happens. His reaction on the Thursday night game is what it was on Sunday, but because he had two of the same hits and Miami just like negligibly 4 uh, days
3: apart. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Like of course your body's just going to be like, "Yep, yeah, no, we're going to we're going to tell you to fuck off now."
1: And even uh, on like the yeah. mildest of concussions, like four days, you're still like head ringing, ears I can't ringing, believe the league, head let hurts, it happen, body though, hurts. Thing.
0: Well, Dizzy. and they fired the neurologist like right away. Oh, they did. They're, they're completely under investigation right now. And I don't know if you've heard any Mike McDaniel press conference, but oh boy, is he backtracking. Like yeah. he is backpedaling. I would never do anything.
3: He he could but, be fired. I was like, he
0: literally just did do that. that no, listen, I, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. Miami is the scummiest fucking team in the NFL right now, right? With everything that went on with Brian Flores, all the stuff about Sean Payton and Tom Brady, and now this two of them. they don't give a shit. They don't give a shit about rules. They don't give a shit about people. They only care about winning. And guess what?
3: They don't <laughs> win. You don't, still win. You don't you win. Still can't.
1: And, yeah. and I think it was it was either Kirk Herbstreet on that Thursday night or it was Collinsworth on one of the other primetime games. But it was somebody in the, in the announcement booth, and they said, and I thought it was one of the best points anybody's made, it is the coach's responsibility and the organization as a whole to keep these players safe and off the field. It's also the league's responsibility. But these guys are trained and conditioned their entire lives to want to get back out there. So they're not going to say, I'm too hurt, to keep me out of the game. The coach has that responsibility to say, "I cannot risk another human being's life and mental well-being and long-term, you know, health just to win a football game." And that's the exact opposite of what we saw by them allowing him to play four days removed from what appeared to be a significant concussion. Again, not medical doctors, but appeared to be significant. Wow!
2: And you have a capable backup in Tua, right? Or oh, sorry, in uh, Teddy. Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, who's succeeded in this league and also kind of excelled pseudo as a backup. I mean, this stint with Denver wasn't too, too good, but the saints, you know, he was serviceable for the most part, but he came out and he looked, I thought he looked pretty good. Honestly, I think everyone's immediate fear was like, does Tyreek Hill lose value? Does Jalen Waddle lose value? Um, those running backs are a bit of a mess. Uh, I don't know if we'll get into that, but um, he looked like he can keep the offense rolling pretty proficiently. And obviously as a mobile quarterback. So I know I'm starting. Teddy Bridgewater as a QB2 in a super flex league um, just because I kind of have to. But I'm also kind of looking forward to watching how that transpires. And then just as another aside, uh, so A.J. Hawk, uh, legendary Green Bay linebacker, has come out along with a lot of other NFL players, OBJ included, and made a big stink about the playing surfaces of every single field in the NFL turf. I mean, turf versus natural grass. And even with like the London games that are going on, there's been a lot of comparisons because uh, those London soccer football stadiums um, have like five different fields underneath, I guess, which is pretty cool. They just got the technology to kind of spin it up and it's all natural grass and and uh, not sure the science behind it. But it's interesting because AJ Hawks take between like the Sherling Stepper, uh, Shepherd injury for the Giants along with concussion injuries, um, he was like, you know, this turf isn't really soft and it it, it doesn't really complement the human body, whether it's lower body injuries or getting slammed down on it. Um, and so a lot of these ex and current players are pretty adamant that the league just needs to spend what, 10, 20 mil, that's, that's a drop in the bucket for them as far as owners and start to roll out like natural, natural grass. Um, I mean, I know if you compare it to other leagues, it'd be interesting to see how that works with like baseball stadiums and whatnot. Well, um, to see if that's capable. Well,
0: o- Oakland used to play on the baseball.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: right. So, so there's that. And actually, that's a really good point that you brought up. Right, we didn't talk about Sterling Shepherd, but I saw a tweet you now. Like MetLife Stadium claims another knee. Right, yeah, like exactly. there have been so many non-contact knee injuries blown out at um, MetLife entire Stadium. Career. It's right. like
2: what are Sa- he. Saquon Barkley's entire career has been MetLife blowing out an ACL. Listen,
0: if you don't have the money to go get it, just go talk to the New York State government, and I'm sure they'll give you something and fund you a, a stadium like Buffalo got. Yeah. Okay, you need
2: the New York taxpayers, right? Because yeah, <laughs> that's the way it works. Out. Well, yeah, I
0: mean, whatever. I, but I still thought that was funny. Yeah, the that, but no, it's a good point. Um, and, yeah, well, I, mean, I was going to mention too
1: happens. to to re. Sod and grass, a field. I don't know if you ever if you watch that Welcome to Rexham show with uh Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhinney to who bought the soccer team. They had to do it at their pitch, and they were very, very open about it. They're like, "This costs a million dollars, flat out, flat out, almost a million even." And a soccer field is usually 136 yards by 93 yards, so considerably larger than a football field. um And if we're talking about a million dollars to have right. natural grass installed, or you know, installed and maintained, and and whatnot at a stadium. That's a that's a drop in a bucket to these NFL teams.
2: I think some oh, of yeah, the, it's nothing. the pushback. Sorry, Scott. Some of the pushback that I've heard though, which is interesting, because like compared to Fenway, right? Fenway is natural grass. They spend millions and millions a year because, well, one, it's a historic ballpark, it's always been uh natural grass. But then some of the pushback to what like the ex and current NFL players were saying uh, around this topic was like, well. Football stadiums in the off season and current season are used for massive concerts like I mean I've been to a bunch of Kenny Chesney concerts in in my day at Gillette and out here at at Mile High at the Broncos stadium, but the reality is that there's there's concerts at Fenway and all these other ballparks uh, baseball parks with natural grass all the time. And like these people, these these lawn technicians high paid make way more money than I do, uh, you know that they're, they're doing they can put down they can put down surfaces on top of it and that's not going to be a big issue, but it's funny. Cause it all comes back to money. I mean, everything in life comes back to money, unfortunately, and just got to see how that works out in the future. But I did think that was interesting. Cause like to kind of wrap it up, AJ Hawk was saying it looked like a bit of a weak hit, but sometimes those are the worst. You think back to when you're a kid and you fall down by yourself or something and just whack your head back and you're not on grass. It, it shakes you up. And so that was kind of his takeaway is like, He'd almost been better getting crushed rather than whacking his head, falling backwards like that. Yeah, it's um, a whiplash on the turf field. So I right, wish him the best. Hope he comes back, but at the right time. We'll see if if Daniels does the right thing in the in the Dolphins organization. Yeah,
3: hundred percent. He'll have no say in that, by the way, going forward, McDaniel's. <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: oh yeah, I was going to say too when we were talking earlier about the the actual concussion stuff. um, I'm kind of interested in that Pat's game. I, I know Brian Hoyer got pulled out and spotted and yada, yada. I'm, I was thinking, you know, had this all not happened to Tua four days ago, just Hoyer who looked fine. You know what I mean? Like just visual visually looked fine. Does he try to go back right back into that game? And nobody really calls him out for it. Cause again, you didn't see him falling down or whatnot. There's something I didn't like, I didn't think Hoyer's hit looked that bad. I don't think it mattered in the game. Yeah, but at that point, like, I think it was no, better.
3: No teams <laughs> like I'm not taking, I'm not, in this shit at all. No, I don't even know no if way. it was the
1: team. I think it's the NFL, is what is kind of my point. I think yeah. they said if anything looks suspicious. I think you at saw all. it a,
3: a few times, and in, in, I forget these actual players, but who plays like, oh, so and so is on the silent, out for the game, concussion protocol like yeah that's definitely because of it seemed like it makes sense it 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 makes a lot of sense and i
2: mean just for clarification it was the nfl pa that actually fired that that uh top independent neurologist it was not the nfl it was not the miami dolphins it was the players association that made that call so i mean to your point, scott totally agree with you i think you're going to see a lot more sensitivity around any collision at this point they're just going to pull them for safety's sake the hope is for the players' safety, but it's probably more to preserve, uh, you know, everyone's jobs around this at this point because there was a yeah. huge misstep with Tua. I think we're all in agreement of that.
1: Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Shelfies. Thank you, Kyle, for coming out and really supporting us. Uh, stay
3: fluid, stay loose. Top Shelf fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay loose.